Welcome to the Scandinavian Mind podcast, where every week we talk about how technology is transforming the creative industries. In this episode, we will be discussing ChatGPT, a new artificial intelligence technology that has the ability to hold natural language conversations. ChatGPT is a powerful tool that has the potential to revolutionize the way we interact with machines and could have numerous applications in various fields. We will be speaking to experts in the field to learn more about ChatGPT and its potential uses. Join us as we explore the exciting world of artificial intelligence and its potential to shape the future. Guys, I did not write that intro. It was written by ChatGPT. Uh, I'm Conrad Olsen, Editor-in-Chief and Founder of Scandinavian Mind, and I'm here with Roland, Philippe Kretschmar, and Eric Sedin. Uh, uh, what do you I think? I have to say, uh, that was the first time I didn't zone out during the intro. I was like, whoa, what's that? <laughs> it was to the point. Yes, Conrad. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, automating myself out of this podcast uh, <laughs> at the top of the show. So today we're going to talk about ChatGPT. Uh, it's the new... Uh, artificial intelligence uh, technology out from OpenAI this week. It's been exploding on Twitter and Instagram and other platforms. And I thought it was a great idea to kind of dive into what this could mean. And we've actually invited a guest. Uh, so later on the program, we'll have Justin Hackney, London-based filmmaker and founder of the AI community, Real Dreams, to kind of sort this out for us. But just to begin with, guys, have you checked out this this new tool, ChatGPT? Mm, definitely, yeah, super exciting. Um, but then again, you know, it's a chatbot. <laughs> so, you know, how excited can you be about the chatbot? But uh, let's discuss this today. Yeah, Eric, uh, what are, what what are your first impressions of this chatbot? I've been very impressed by it, and it kind of reminds me of. Like if you look at like newspaper magazines, uh, if there's like a big happening, there's an election or something, you can chat to journalists and even ask them a question like, why did Trump win in Iowa? And then they will answer very, you know, uh, objectively like he won because of this. That's the mm-hmm. kind of feeling I'm getting. I'm asking them a question. I'm getting facts back very you know, to put to the point. Mm. Well, it's, it's kind of more than that. But it, so this technology is built by uh, OpenAI, the San Francisco based AI company, which has many sort of prominent investors. I think Elon Musk is one of them. Um, they're also responsible for tools like uh, GPT-3, which was this kind of predecessor, which kind of blew everyone's minds. I think it was a couple of years ago, 2020, that came out. They also have a tool called Dolly, uh, which is uh, generating AI images and increasingly also AI video. And we're going to talk more about that with Justin later. Uh, but I would say this is much more than just the sort of objective words. We've seen several <laughs> very funny examples, and this, mm. these are the ones that really blew my mind. Um, so if you go online, New York Times had a great article just highlighting some of the most funny ones. So uh, they asked the tool to write a biblical verse in the style of the King James Bible, explaining how to remove mm-hmm. a peanut butter sandwich from a VCR. And uh, <laughs> you can go in and, and, and uh, read it. I'm not going to do it justice, but it's uh, kind of in the line of, mm. and it came to pass that a man was troubled by a peanut butter sandwich for it had been placed within his VCR and he knew not, not how to remove it. But the uh, load... uh, Sorry, Conrad. I'm just thinking, why don't we take a step back? 
I don't. Uh, I don't think every listener knows what we're what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> you know, Chat GBT, Dolly, Open AI. What is it all about, right? So I think just as a starting point, you know, the Chat GBT, which we will talk about today, it cannot produce video, it cannot produce sound, it cannot produce images. Okay, so let's be very clear. So it is an AI tool that is here to uh, help us understand spoken and written word in, 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 in a faster way, right? So it's a basically an AI tool using 175 billion parameters to really, really optimize uh, the use of text. So let's be very clear with that, right? So you, you basically put in a text prompt uh, asking for a question or asking to explain something, and then um, okay. the chat tool basically gives you an answer. Right. <clears throat> and I think it's also extremely important to say that there are some limitations with this. So, for example, if I ask who is Conrad Olson, it will not be able to answer that. Or, you know, uh, that, that might be because you're not that famous, Conrad. But still, you know, it, it's, and, or if you ask very specific fact based, narrow niche questions, it won't be able to answer that either. Right. So it is not replacing. I mean, it is not yet replacing Google. It is not yet replacing Wiki, but it is really an amazing platform for creative writing or creative thinking, supporting you, for example, in your creative process. So, for example, stylistically, you you gave a great example, Conrad, that you know you can, you know, prompt the 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 chatbot to you know test out different stylistic variants right of text or you can ask more kind of um, open questions you know what is the answer to life according to blah 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 you know and it will give you these quite advanced or in some cases very advanced answers and and this is what i think has been been uh, most surprising to people the level of um complexity in the answers and that it, it kind of simulates uh, independent thinking but it's not mm. <laughs> right it's just like it's just analyzing billions and billions and billions of parameters uh, but it's not uh, some singularity uh, example it's not like an AI uh, amazing AI tool it's a text tool it's a text tool that amazes uh, the, the Twitterati, at least. And uh, we're going to get into this with our guest, uh, Justin Hackney, in just a moment. So, But the reason I want to bring this up is, what will this uh, mean for media? What will this mean for the creative industries? And how will this affect the, uh, uh, you know, perhaps end goal of, of some people to create a sort of a, a you know, uh, self-thinking AI. And I think that is uh, that is basically... And this is why I wanted to take a step back, to kind mm. of say what it's not. <laughs> so people, you know, listening to this episode understand, you know, wh what angle are we coming from, right? So I think this kind of, you know, using the tool to kind of support editors or creators, uh, then I think it, it really serves its purpose. But I, I, at the end, you know, and I'm going to have this perspective for the sake of it today, Conrad. At the end of it, it's just a chatbot. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So let's get into it and invite our guest, Justin Hackney. All right. So now we are here with Justin Hackney, creative director and filmmaker based in London. and is also the founder of the AI community Real Dreams. Justin, welcome to the show. 
Thanks for having me, guys. Just good morning. First out, good first morning. out. Have you tried the new Chat GPT tool oh, already? I'm sure I you're have. all over who, it. Who hasn't? I mean, it's probably one of the fastest, most rarest moments in technology that reshapes everything. When you see, it took say Netflix 3.5 years to reach 1 million users iPhone 75 days, Instagram 2.5 months, chat GPT for uh, GPT for probably five days, I think. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we've really witnessed anything quite like this, at least in, in my lifetime in terms of um, adoption. Mm. So we, we tried to give our description before you came on the show here, but how would you describe uh, chat GPT from, from your end? Um, an extremely incredible language model that allows you to um, quite literally ask anything and receive a, a, a more fully rounded answer than you would kind of say get from the internet. It's 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 definitely a step up in systems say that will be implemented like Siri or Alexa, which have a lot more of a deeper understanding of what it is you're asking. Um, still, obviously, there's biases within these systems. There's still flaws. Uh, there's still um, specific reasons why you would use these, uh, use something like ChatGPT or GPT-3 as a whole. Um, but it is um, the beginning, in, the, in my opinion, of a whole new wave of technology and computer interfacing that will allow us to communicate with technology and use technology in a whole new way. I think that's a great point, Justin. And I, I, I like the way you frame this, that it is a, a way for us to start to communicate with technology. Like, you, I mean, I would never kind of enter a dialogue with, with Google, right? Or with Wiki or anything <laughs> like that, right? But here you actually can have, you can start to have a dialogue. And I think that yeah. is, for me, the exciting element. It's, it's very interesting seeing um, the wave of people online uh, reacting to a lot of the AI technology recently. Um, and I think because this is so easy to use, so accessible, definitely an upgrade on their system. They had Playground, which was fantastic, but a little bit clunky, not so intuitive. I think what you're having is a, a, everyone going, hang on, the AI is changing technology is developing quite fast and the way in which we are interacting with it therefore is evolving now this might be a phase for now where we test it and push it and ask it deep meaningful questions and see how it responds until we're kind of done with it but as that happens this uh, these technologies are going to be implemented more and more into devices and uh, applications and p software and, uh, and hardware that we use and I think before we know it, we're looking at a complete upgrade to a lot of the language-based models or, or, or any technology that uses language within mm. it, which is fantastic. So if you're a coder, you can probably communicate and de debug in a whole different way. If you're a creative filmmaker like myself, you can back ideas back and forth um, with with science fiction, with, with horror, with any, anything you can think of. And... Uh, that paired with the um, diffusion, the clip-based clip model, uh, AI diffusion models that exist right now, stable diffusion, open AI's Dali, mid-journey, mm. uh, 
language and visuals combined, I think we're entering a whole new world, like age of content and entertainment. I want I want to get into that and and sort of widen the perspective. But before we leave, sort of Chat GPT, which is the kind of topic du jour, uh, what everyone's excited about this week, uh, we've seen several f- funny, interesting, you know, mind-boggling examples of what this do. Uh, many people talk about this being the the end of homework because it, you know with a simple <laughs> prompt you can you can just generate a, a, a unique uh, essay about any topic basically. We've also seen funny examples of, of uh, you know, uh, the, the chatbot, you know, explaining artificial intelligence for a five-year-old in the in in the in sort of the style of a Snoop Dogg song, and it's eerily sort of accurate. You can kind of hear Snoop Dogg uh, singing this. In the, yeah, yeah. Can, can you give some of your favorite examples? Uh, so I think this sort of helps the listener uh, also understand the, why this technology is so trending right now. For, for me personally, I'll, I'll talk about some of my favorite um, because I've, I've used I've used Playground a lot. In fact, I've mm. used it um, in front of people at, on spe- at speeches to help mm. write a speech and say, like, I'll, t- I'll just copy that one, which is giving it a kind of the... The, the line I'll walk in and open up to and saying, please write a de- detailed speech for me and having it pretty much um, written out in front of me before my eyes, before everyone's eyes, um, in a much better manner than I would have if I, uh, you know, in that amount of time. Um, beyond that, I think it's it's really been fun to see people playing with it and pushing it and pulling it and try and find um, I, f- I forget the term for it, but when, whenever there's a new t- technology, there's like a lag and there's an overspill. There's a lot yeah. of area within these spaces that we don't fully understand. Mm. It, it, just because we've trained these models, just because there's data scientists and data researchers, everyone trying to build these things and um, put them out there, it doesn't mean that they have every um, possibility in the way you're pushing and pulling it and prodding it and poking it has been explored so a, a lot of the things within the coding space has been exciting me. Um, a lot of uh, pr- people that I know who work in video games or work in UX, UI, kind of online development of things have been um, using it to create silly little code snippets that can be going up, can go up online and uh, explore how it's kind of a whole new way you can communicate and share and from an engineering standpoint, that's interesting, even though it's not spitting out the right accurate answers all the time. Um, what can be extrapolated from that is uh, new understandings of this technology. Um, so for me personally, apart from using it to help with the work and speeches, I think um, quite profound. I asked it questions about ancient civilizations and mm. um Gobekli Tepli and how that contradicts with um, our current understanding of our uh, civilization and how it's developed. And it it came back with a fantastic, it, it came back with a fantastic answer that in my opinion connected as, as many of the dots that's necessary for in an individual to connect, to go, hang on, there's still unknowns here so instead of saying yes or no or like wikipedia spits up a fact it was trying to envelop the question more and leave it open-ended which was it's quite interesting 
from a, um, a standpoint of you're building these intelligent systems that can respond in a whole different way using neural networks if you are asking it a question therefore about like life or death you've got to be very careful how it responds now if it's this kind of adapting changing unmonitored thing right so so it, and this is kind of falls back to uh the point you was making about will they how is this going to work for, in schools if they're how's this going to work for students hmm. and teachers if if you can kind of use tools like this to create work or to create a, an essay or to create a lesson plan or whatever will we eventually like where is the truth who's done what what's right, what's wrong, and who's going to monitor this? Well, it almost becomes sort of existential for, for anyone, you know, generating text or thought or creative output of any kind. And, and you know, this is, ChatGPT is part of a bigger sort of trend with AI-generated content. And I wanted to sort of zoom out a little bit and talk, you know, I think it helps to talk about your work with, with Real Dreams and then, uh, you know, We'll come back to the sort of ramifications of, of how this will affect everything. But could you paint a picture of where we are in terms of image generated, like AI uh, generated images and video? Because you're you're quite into that uh, right now. Yeah. So um, I was extremely. My background is in film and TV, uh, commercials, advertising, music, promo. Um, I was very lucky to be. Um, contacted by Natalie Summers from OpenAI at the very beginning of their artist access program for DALI. Mm -hmm. And I was blown away the second I got it, um, being one of the first there um, to test what was at the beginning, the clip model they had, which is contrastive language image pre-training, was, was so sophisticated that I don't think I slept for a couple of days. <laughs> using <laughs> this was at an age, this was the time where um, it spit back. It's you, you put in a prompt, and like you know, it's becoming quite normal now to say this for me. But it's still magic. It's still crazy that you can put in a prompt anything you can imagine: a pink elephant wearing sunglasses in space, um, and it would give ten images back. And in about four seconds and mm. that was mind-blowing um and we, i spent the time uh, a couple of months as we were submitting feedback and i was growing um the artists within my network trying to ex extend to, to see if they wanted to use it and trying to help out with the providing kind of feedback to dali and open ai to how the system could be improved within its biases within just that kind of gray area and sometimes the uncanny valley when things felt a bit uncomfortable, um, the images spit back. But so the, it was it was very clear at that time that we were dealing with the brand's new kind of game-changing technology for creativity as a whole. And when was and this? How long have you been into to this space? This was, this was August, actually. Um, see, but before then, I've always been um, within the creative industry, we've always been a creative director working with emerging technologies. Right. So anything within AR, like AR, VR, if there's a new high-speed camera or a new mm. way of doing motion control, I was always kind of tr trying my best to pull that through to commercial projects with Honda, with Jaguar, with um, various different brands and clients. 
So we yeah, met for the first time at, at the chat uh, or tech forum in London in September, and already then you said like the the technology is evolution, uh, you know, is it's, evolving so fast. So fast. Uh, just for that last month, you talked about new new sort of advancements, and now we're here uh, three months later. Uh, so what is the state of sort of image generating uh, and and video generating from from AI right now? What can it do? What can't it do, really? I mean, there's there's so many. So f- what's happened since then um, is Mid Journey's had a massive update, and it allows you to create, for, in my opinion, photorealistic images in a matter of seconds. Mm. Um, it, really, it's just mind-boggling how realistic these things are. However, it doesn't truly get the context of what you're putting in as a prompt by 100 percent uh models like stable diffusion um with, from stability ai is an open source model um which is a lot more risque because um, anyone can download it use it and modify it and with that has uh grown uh, a massive community of um software engineers who are um creating all sorts of kind of connective models for this that allow you to animate. So one of those is, which we've been using um, recently is called Deforum. And Deforum Diffusion allows you to put in multiple prompts with keyframes um, and to animate between, which is incredible. Um, so we've actually just released a couple of days ago, uh, one of the world's first um, completely uh, AI generated music videos. And we've got a few more in the pipeline now. The second one we've, 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 um, we've chosen to do was a fantastic project because um, with working with the developments of the technology, you can now use a thing called Dream Booth. Dream Booth allows you to, and there's an app on your phone that does a similar thing, but with limitations. It allows you to upload images of your face and train your own, uh, train a model on on you. Because sure, if you put in um, Jim Carrey or you put in Trump or you put in Gordon Freeman, whatever, mm. you, these people will come up. Famous people will come up. Um, but if you're working with smaller brands or products or artists, sometimes it might not always get it or you want to train something so that when you put in a prompt, it knows exactly what you're referencing. So with this, um, we've trained models on artists sending uh, or just finding images online, working remotely. And with this latest project, the artist really wanted to, because the song's got, um, it's about his grandmother and how much of an inspiration she was to him. And it's um, unfortunately she's passed recently and he's given us permission to use images of her to reimagine scenarios with him and her in and uh, with um, a fantastic sample um, from Queen in it as well, which is just it's, it's such a lovely track. So and recreating it's, it's, his grandmother in this music video. Using yeah, AI. which is which is. Um, it's just a bizarre thing to be saying we're, we're doing and it's it, but it's it's great since the beginning of uh, being involved with uh, this the world of ai and image generation and now chat gpt um everything i've been doing is trying to uh use this technology to connect through to people and and, and allow 
maybe a, a, a wider audience to understand truly what we're on the cusp of here with this new ever of technology. And I, I do believe it is, in a way, the beginning of uh, an age where kind of almost everything can be recreated or will be simulated. And if you look at the universe as one massive process uh, or simulation, probably with multiple levels within that, this is probably um, uh, the beginning of a point where we, we branch out again. I can I ask you, Justin? <clears throat> it's it's uh, great and uh, fascinating to hear about your your examples. And I think actually, Conrad and Eric, we talked about like a year ago that you know when we talked about avatars and things that you could li- this is maybe the starting point of eternal life that you know you you actually live on as as this kind of virtual entity after you passed physically. Anyway, Justin uh, has a question. What do you think is then the the role of a human in all of this? Like, you know, if you're a crea- a human creative director, not you know, or a human editor or a human um, photographer, uh, what is then your role, and how can you then use these technologies to maybe enhance your work or be an extension of your work, and and not necessarily replace your work? I think at the moment it's a massive um, upgrade to. Um... This, this, these tools enable us to really explore um, any idea that we have and push it that much further, whether it is developing a script um, or it is helping create a mood board for a film. I think the really if, if the, the ideas at this stage still need to come from the people, you know, the, the, one of the first things we did at Real Dreams was to create a... Um, a model uh, which would come up with, it was using Playground, it would spit out text for ideas of films or short stories or music videos. And then we'd use the, that would pipe straight through to Dali to create images. And then with the um, combines, we would be creating quite, not so good at the time, you'd think music would be slightly ahead of where it is now. Um, but music to, as in the background, we did a project with NK Greenhouse. Um, and it was just spit, it could just spit out videos, right? Which were fun with images and sound and music and the story. Um, and they were, they were okay. It was still pushed by us. It was still created by us. And it is still an interesting idea as a whole, but they did lack depth and substance meaning. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is kind of everything really, like don't judge a book by its covers, it's the same, right? Um, it, it's fantastic as a book cover might be, as shiny as it can be. and, and um, attractive as it might um, be to draw you in, it really is until you read the whole book and maybe then think about it and then do a bit of research that you actually have a good sense of what that that thing is. I think the same goes with uh, content generation as a whole. It is um, we're going to be living in the new age of media where the bar is definitely going to go step up, and we will um, be searching for meaning more so and human human stories within this um so so for me the push is to personally within my work right now is to um push the idea of what's going on in the world and and how what what our part to play in is right now and also in the future when these things are even much that much better um and to merge that the kind of deeper questions uh, people might have 
to kind of steer that in a positive way using this technology with projects such as the one I explained, bringing someone back um, to uh, reimagining someone's lovely grandmother in a song that's embracing um, this technology and um, reminiscent of their, their his childhood with her. It, it feels like it's, it's able to touch on the heartstrings using this technology, look look cool, look interesting, the way it's it's created using AI image generation, um, but also be, at its heart, it's, it's touching on something that's human. Yeah, first of all, I saw the uh, the Moody Jones video. I thought it was great. It kind of blew oh, my you. mind how you could do, uh, how you mentioned that, how you can do video. Uh, but I was wondering, maybe people that are listening, they could be like me, they could be some kind of editor like I am. Uh, I've actually used some of the really cheap and bad AI tools to make like collages for our website if we make an article mm -hmm. and you know I was kind of wondering you were mentioning there about uh, about how it's kind of a wild west of AI now there's no digital stamps who's actually owned these things who's made it I was wondering about copyright <laughs> for me as a litter maybe for people <laughs> listening copyright. you know yeah, who yeah, actually no. owns these uh, images because I we've used them on our website and like you said there's no stamp that could say like this was made by these people or whatever, who, like, how does it work for you in that video? Is Do you have to kind of, do you have to explicitly say like, this was made through AI or this is owned to by To be AI? honest, because it is, there's, there's no legislation, there's no laws. <laughs> yeah. And this is, this is what, what frightened me at the beginning, even, even with open AI, they, they, there was no real NDA to sign. It was <laughs> verbal consent. And, <laughs> I, and, and, but I was sitting on like, uh, in my mind, a kind of, a, a kind of bomb, a creative bomb. I went into, <laughs> if I was going into Saatchi Saatchi or BBH to show them the technology, they were all, oh God, get the accounting team in. Let's how get copyright. <laughs> how are we going to deal with this? Like, yeah. and also our uh, fear, how are we going to use this? Because who owns that image? If I say that, who's that person? Um, I, you know, and also how will people respond if we've, saved a load of money on this advertising campaign mm. uh, because we haven't used people, but we've just used AI. Mm. And so there's, there's a big conversation with ownership at the moment. And um, I think in a, in a way it's more of a philosophical one because who owns anything? Like I've been inspired yeah. my whole life by art and images that I've seen. These AI systems are basically the same. Their neural networks based on built on images that it's learned to understand. So, so, so the images that it creates are brand new and unique. And really, if we, if we really said who owns that art, we should say maybe the, the AI models. But I think um, the, the, the comprehension of um, uh, where these images are truly coming from and how they are kind of manifested in a way um, from, from these neural networks is still not necessarily understood the, 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 how it works. And that's also maybe proves that we need a bit more uh, of a push of education or understanding our own brains and maybe <laughs> being, uh, being a bit more open to understanding the similarities, the, you know, thinking about the differences between, say, these AI neural networks and our own. Um, I just think yeah, it's interesting I, when you put when you tell a prompt like design this in the style of someone. You know, does that mean mm. I'm biting that artist because I'm? You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I've done many adverts where you know <laughs> we go. I'm, I'm writing in a treatment and I say oh, you know style of Wes Anderson using these lenses and this that. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's mm. it, it's it's no different really. I think if you are putting up images 
and you're saying, oh, I spent thousands of hours creating and learning how to make this beautiful sculpture, but it's just AI generated. No one can tell the same and they're getting lots of recognition. Uh, yeah, maybe that's unfair. And this is where it comes back to really, we need digital stamps on things. It's yeah. very soon, I mean, like already with Mid Journey uh, before, there's, there's, it's, it's, it's very hard to see sometimes whether something's real or not. Um, and, and so in, in a world where we kind of scroll through social media and most of it's just kind of flashing images and you don't necessarily take in the bigger picture, I think there will need to be um, kind of a stamp of approval or a stamp of uh, understanding of these legislation needs to be, I mean, there needs to be a more in, within the governments to push these things forward and, and get people uh, communicating. But I don't think that's going to happen. It is the Wild West. It's the Wild West. And with that is, is one of the main reasons why I'm kind of actually doing podcasts like this and uh, going out to do speeches and uh, working with the community to do workshops. And there, there are much deeper, more profound questions within all of this. Um, the existential ones, as, as, as much as there is, like where the technology is right now and what it can do. Um, and because there are these um, unfiltered um, uh, models out there that exist, for instance, stable, st stable diffusion, you, you could have anyone, and I mean, write anything. Uh, and, and that doesn't, like our minds go to beautiful things, obviously, but you could have uh, a, ce a celebrity being decapitated doing this, da, 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 you know, horrific <laughs> scenes. And uh, if, if these get, uh, and this is right now and you can animate this stuff and it's, there's no one saying, there's no filters in place. There's no one saying don't do this. Um, so within that space, there's kind of like a lot to be discussed within the ethics and the filters that you have in place. Because if the, um, if web free, if, if, the, if the new internet's gonna have AIs built within it, that's going to help you um, remember to, to, to discuss, to explore an idea or um, to create. There, if the tools are going to be this powerful, um, this intelligent, this, this, uh, and this fast, I think it's for, for, um, for the younger generation, we, we almost need to go twice as fast to put things in place to make it a safe space for them. Yeah, there's obviously much more to discuss, and uh, we we're running out of time. But but uh, I want to let Roland have a sort of a parting parting comment, and, and then I want to let people know where where to find more about your work. But Roland, uh, what's your, what's your a parting comment on on this discussion? But I mean, it's we see look at Twitter. I mean, it it's just a tsunami of trolls and bots, and really you know dark dark content you know dark people and dark content and i you know we have not maybe yet seen the tsunami of bots and 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 uh, trolls uh, using these ai tools but when that comes it's going to be a shit show oh yeah totally you know it's it's, 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 the, it's the same when the internet began there was it was it was dangerous you tried to download a song and you could get something else on you know like uh, <laughs> it was it was it was scary time. Justin Hackney is a London-based creative director, filmmaker, and founder of the AI community Real Dreams. Justin, thank you so much for coming on the show and bringing Absolute light pleasure. to this important subject. Uh, have thank me back you. again. It was a pleasure. Thanks, guys.
All right, this has been the Scandinavian Mind podcast. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter. Visit scandinaviamind.com slash newsletter and follow us on our soon-to-be AI-riddled TikTok and Instagram accounts. Until next week, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.